You're listening to Collegiate Chaos. Here are your hosts, Matt Levine, Ben Dixon, and Sam Ostry. Welcome back to Collegiate Chaos. I'm Ben Dixon alongside Sam Ostry and Matt Levine. A big episode today, lots to talk about. Uh, the Maryland Hoops big picture. Is Michigan on the same tier as Gonzaga and Baylor? Is Michigan State really going to make the tournament? And who will be the fourth one seed along with a preview of these weekend's big games? First off, how you guys doing? Doing well. Excited to be back. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll start off with the Terps. Obviously, last week was an unbelievable week for Maryland. Four wins in eight days, including an amazing win at Rutgers, 68-59, one of the best defensive efforts of the season. Allen Wiggins playing their best ball as Terps. And the whole week off until a game this Sunday, 2 o'clock, on CBS and WMUC Sports. Matt will be on the call for that one. Sure uh, playing Michigan State at home. All of a sudden, a huge game, uh, one that looked like a win early on. But Michigan State suddenly amongst the hottest teams in the country. Uh, but well, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Terps first. What do you guys think of this team so far? And, I mean, not so far, but right now, obviously heating up in late February. You don't really see it from Maryland too often, but it's it's a great sight to see. Yeah, that Rutgers win was a monster win. It pretty much solidified their spot in the NCAA tournament, I think. And now it's really a matter of what seating are they going to get, how are they going to finish this in strong, get some momentum going to the tournament. I mean, four straight wins um, in the Big Ten. It's the longest streak of the season. This Michigan State team that the, um, is coming to College Park this Sunday, that's going to be a serious test. I mean, they're playing great basketball. Um, they play their best late in February into March, which we'll get into later with Michigan State. But I think, I mean, I saw um, Joe Lenardi, ESPN's bracketology expert, talking about Maryland's pretty much in. Like, where do they need to go to finish the rest of their season? He was like, they're in no matter what. I think they need to at least get one more win here. If it's not Michigan State, they still have Northwestern, bottom of the Big Ten, and then Penn State, who they lost to earlier this year, which I expect to win out of. So I think Maryland's solidified their spot. Let's see what seed they get in the Big Ten tournament, how they finish strong, maybe with a um, winning record in the Big Ten, or at least 500. They're 8-9 right now. And then going to the um, NCAA tournament, can they become on that 7-8 line maybe instead of like I've seen them on the 10 line right now? Yeah, I think this game on Sunday has just the, the stakes of it have gone up in the last 24 hours after Michigan State upsets Ohio State coming off two wins against number five Illinois, number four Ohio State. I mean, and they, they've won three straight. They want to add Indiana before that. So these are the two teams that are – hot right now and trending in the right direction to get to the tournament and two weeks ago if you told me Michigan State was making the tournament I would have thought you were crazy but guess what it's January February Izzo and April (laughs) so every time every season it seems like that they just get hot at the right time when they're not supposed to I mean this is really the first time I really haven't seen them be at the top in so long what have they won three or four straight Big Ten titles so I think that right now they're as hot as Maryland beating two of the best teams in the nation. And if Michigan State beats Maryland, I think they're in the tournament. Uh, and if Maryland wins this game, I think, like Sam said, they could be on the 7-8 line maybe and move up. But then they'd have to take care of business against Northwestern and Penn State as well. And winning seven straight to close out the season would be extremely difficult. So I think this game just has phenomenal stakes. It's going to be a huge game. And... This could be the game of the year for the Terps, really. I mean, I thought it would be the Rutgers win, um, but Michigan State, with what they've done recently, is forcing Maryland. If if they're able to win this game, it's it's going to be another huge resume pickup, based on how Michigan State is uh, is trending right now. And if Maryland loses, it's not the end of the world too, because 
two easy game. I mean, I, w- I don't want to say easy because it's the Big Ten, but two of the the lower teams in the conference uh, in the last two games, another spot to pick up two games. So, th- I mean, this game just it's going to be tremendous. Yeah, I mean, Northwestern potentially knocked Minnesota out of the tournament last night with a win in Minnesota. Terrible loss for the Golden Gophers. And uh, we know how, how uh, Penn State always gives Maryland fits. So maybe maybe three harder games than we initially thought for Maryland. But we hope they finish strong. Uh, this is also a big game for the standings. Both teams, Maryland and Michigan State, with nine losses in the Big Ten. So it could have some Big Ten tournament um, complications here. But you don't know what happens. But um, obviously a big game this Sunday. Um, this, this Terps team, obviously, Ayala and Wiggins, I mean, they're, they're the difference right now. You look at them, they're really playing the best ball there about Terps career, in my opinion. And you look at Daryl Morsell, obviously, I don't know if you guys saw the Daryl Morsell for Defensive Player of the Year campaign led by Quan Smart on Twitter, but he's been awesome. He should be first team all Big Ten defense at least. Uh, but you just have guys clicking, playing the best ball of their career right now as Terps. Yeah, we saw we talked about it last week. I mean, this Maryland offense has improved significantly since the start of the season. Their movement, their cutting, there's more sets being run for Wiggins, who's playing some great basketball in the last few weeks. And Ayala's a huge thing with Eric Ayala is that he's playing off the ball now. I mean, he's so much better as a two guard, coming off of screens for the knockdown threes, or just coming off curls to get to the hoop. He's so much better off the ball, which Hakeem Hart what it happened when Eric Ayala was injured for a little bit. He missed a game or two, I think. And Hakeem Hart had to assume the ball handling responsibilities. So, and he kind of impressed. And Hakeem Hart was more than capable of running that point guard, bringing the ball up the floor. So they decided to keep Ayala for a bunch of possessions off the ball when he came back. And he's having much greater success. As a two guard, it's better for Wiggins, too. And, I mean, this offense is much improved. And their defense is carrying, carrying them. Of course, Marcel is that anchor. And he's the leader of the defense and the leader of the team. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what they can do in the Big Ten tournament. They haven't had a lot of success under Mark Turgeon in the Big Ten tournament. Last year, everyone was hoping that would be different. Uh, maybe they can win a game or two. Maybe make an, um, have a few upsets and make it run. I think right now, if they beat Michigan State, they're a lock, even if they lose out to make the tournament uh, and lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. But if they, if, they, if they don't win two of these games, maybe they lose two of the next three. They have to win a Big Ten tournament game, it seems like, or they're back on the bubble. And I don't think they want to be there because Michigan State's coming up. Uh, there's there's so many other teams that are just right there. It seems like this year more than ever. It might just be because I'm so invested in it this season, but more so than ever, there's two of the best teams I've ever seen in Gonzaga and Baylor, and then so many teams on the bubble that are are so capable of making it. So I really think that Maryland needs to pick up Two at least two wins in the regular season here, and then they'd have some cushion to have potentially history repeat itself and not win a Big Ten tournament game because we all know how that how that usually goes. But maybe it'll be different this year because it, it, nobody expected them to win four straight here at the end of the season and, and make this run. Um, we were talking a couple of days ago, and they're four and nine in the conference, and now they're eight and nine, and that happened in about a week and a half or eight days, maybe whatever it was. Um, and that, I, I don't think anybody expected them in the country. So who knows what's going to happen, but they have to pick up at least two wins, I think, in the regular season to be cushioned in there. 
Yeah, don't disagree. Uh, we'll see what happens Sunday. Just as a reminder, Matt is on the call there. Please tune in there. WMEC Sports at 2 o'clock on Sunday. It's better than CBS. Yeah, better than CBS. Better, better than that. It's either be Kevin Harlow or Ian CBS Mark Music. But, uh, <laughs> rather Brendan Harlow and Matt Levine. But. Exactly. So uh, with that, we'll wrap up the Maryland discussion. We'll move on to Michigan basketball. Improving to 17-1 and 12-1 and in the Big Ten last night with a 79-57 dismantling of the Iowa Hawkeyes in a top-10 matchup on ESPN. Dan Schulman, Dick Vitale on the call. Michigan just absolutely dominated the Hawkeyes from start to finish. Uh, you look at Franz Wagner, 21 points, has really turned into a great prospect himself. And uh, Hunter Dickinson, also a force inside, really contained Luka Garza, who only had 16 points. Anytime you hold Luka at under 20, it's a great defensive performance on the interior for Michigan. But a great win for them. And that leads to this question after the win over Iowa yesterday and the win over Ohio State this past weekend. Two wins over top nine teams nationally. Is Michigan on the same tier as Gonzaga and Baylor, and can they win the national championship? The answer, can they win the national championship, is yes, absolutely. I'm not sure they're on the same tier as Gonzaga and Baylor, but it might be time to start saying is it, it's Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, and versus the field. I mean, this Michigan team is seriously elite, and in a way that even coming, a way people didn't think going into the season, even coming off their long, like over two week hiatus because of COVID recently, it looked like they, they played basketball that entire time. I mean, it's been incredibly impressive what Juan Howard and um, and Phil Martelli have done over there. But also, like people are talking about the Big Ten, like being so obviously it's so deep, it's so competitive, and the craziness of it. I mean, it's kind of similar to the Big Twelve. It's really Baylor, and the rest of the Big Twelve has been has been crazy this year. Michigan is head and shoulders, and we saw it against Ohio State, and now we saw it against Iowa. Head and shoulders above the rest of the Big Ten. They're the clear favorites going into the Big Ten tournament, and they still have quite a few tests the four games of the season, but I think this competition is going to be really is going to be really helpful for them late in March as they go through the NSA tournament, more so than than um, more so than Gonzaga, who plays weaker competition. Michigan's playing the best of the best in the Big Ten, and I think they're really going to get a loss um, in the next few games. I mean, they play Indiana. And then they have Illinois, and then two games against Michigan State. I don't, I don't think, and I think a loss actually, another loss they have one is going to be good for them. But I don't think they're going to be Michigan twice and Illinois. But this is this team is head and shoulders above the rest of the Big Ten. I expect them to win the Big Ten tournament, and they are absolutely national championship contenders. Keep in mind, though, that game against Illinois, I would assume we might not play yeah, um, because with the broken nose, so that might give Michigan another top five win. It seems like Illinois will stay there um, after beating Nebraska. But talking about this Michigan team, I was texting Ben last night saying how they're a fluke. And he, he was yelling at me and he got a little heated at me, but I, I don't think if, if, if they went out, I don't think they get past the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. Seriously? They need to lose. They've, well, they have a loss already. They need to lose again. They, they lost so long ago and it was it, like nobody remembers that. They're completely... But when just they're rolling over everybody, and obviously last night we saw in in the Iowa game, Jack Nunji looks like he retore his ACL. I don't know what the severity of that was, but came out of the game on crutches and everything. That's a huge loss for Iowa. And then Jordan Bohannon goes down, or Connor McCaffrey rather goes down, and that's another that's another player who's one of the best passers in the conference. Whatever, they lose two of their best guys, and Garza was not a difference maker. Obviously, everybody knows that. I mean, like, they're a great team, don't get me wrong, and they're 
Jawan Howard has done a tremendous job. I think that might be like the best coaching that he, anybody's done in the first two years. Yeah. yeah. And he's the number one recruiting class coming in next year. Um, so is there time now? I think they can win it, but they need to they need to lose again, I think. Let, let me ask you a question real quick. Do you think if Baylor doesn't lose either the rest of the way, you think they're going to be an early at or somewhat early at? I think, I think that Baylor and Gonzaga are just – I don't think Michigan's on that tier yet. We'll see. I, I mean, I wasn't ready. I, I really don't even have evidence to back it up. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, just th- I just think they need to lose. Like, I don't know. I think Gonzaga, Gonzaga, their non-conference schedule, like, literally every – Kansas, um, Iowa, like, all those teams that they play, they had a game against Baylor postponed. West Virginia they played. Tennessee was postponed. That's, like, the best non-conference schedule anyone can play. So, to still be 22-0 and is tremendous there. Um, and I, I think that they have the best offense I've ever seen. Three All Americans in their in their starting lineup. The number one draft pick, most likely, or top five draft pick rather, in Jalen Suggs. And I think Baylor's defense is far and away better than anything Michigan has. But they do have the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. They might have the Coach of the Year as well. I think they do. Probably um, the National Coach of the Year. Honestly. Yeah, could be the National Coach of the Year too. And I, I, we'll see. I think they're the most. They're my. They're going to be my favorite team to see what happens here. Because I, I really think they need to lose again. Right. Well, just a, a couple points on that. Um, going back to the the tier conversation, an interesting point here on Ken Palm. Michigan is closer to Baylor than Baylor is to Gonzaga in terms of adjusted efficiency, which I found interesting. And uh, going back to the need to lose thing, obviously I know it was a different team, but when Michigan made the run all the way to the national championship game and lost to Villanova in 2018, they won 14 games in a row before eventually losing in the national championship. Obviously a different team, but there is evidence where I don't know if necessarily it's a bad thing. They, they have a loss. It's not like you think that team is better than this one, or, or is this team better than that? I think this team's better than that one. I think really? that team was more of just heated up at the right time, just went on a crazy run with Mobile. Well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm nervous about with I think, now, I, think I, I think this is a great team. They have depth. They're a great defensive team. Great offensive team. They could be you inside and out. I, I I just love this Michigan team, and I'm not. I don't even like Michigan personally. And I'm I'm, <laughs> saying, this, I'm saying this from an unbiased standpoint. I think I think Michigan. While I do think they're the third team in the country, I think there's definitely a tier they've separated themselves with Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan, and then the rest of the country after that. Right now. Yeah, I mean, and to say something about Michigan again about Michigan real quick. I mean, Mike Smith, third point guard. Graduate transfer from Columbia. I watched him play a lot at Columbia. I had a buddy that went there, so I got to watch a lot too much Columbia basketball last year. He was a completely different player. Like, he was a great scorer, never looked to pass the ball, but he's completely transformed his game, which you kind of have to. But I, did, I knew he was going to Michigan. I was like, all right, like I wonder how he's going to fit in. Like, Is he going to be pass first, score immediately? But he is completely pass first, controls that offense, and he's done a great job. Obviously, we know Dickinson is, is their key guy back there. But this, I understand your point, Matt, about like you want to see them lose a game. But when you're playing such great, I'm I'm not saying these other teams in Gonzaga and Baylor aren't. But when you're playing such great competition like Michigan is in the Big Ten, the hardest and the deepest conference in the entire country, I don't I don't see that they need. I mean, they have one loss. I don't think they need another loss to prove themselves or solidify anything. I I, I mean, yeah, I totally get what you guys are saying, um, and it seems like they've blown out everybody at this point. Uh, except Ohio State. That was a five-point win. But that, was a great game. that was one of the best games of the yeah. season, by the way. That yeah. was awesome. The way, like, the way they closed that out was insane. And I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm a big fan of not peaking too early. So, I get it. Yeah. We'll we're see. Getting, we're getting to March, though. Is it too early? 
<laughs> couple days this away. Could, this could be the huge peak. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Maryland sees them in the third round of the Big Ten tournament. And Maryland's well, that, that would be Michigan's first game because they're going to get a double bye. And that would most likely be Maryland's second game in the tournament. Maybe Maryland knocks them off there. Who knows? We'll see what happens. It's hard to beat a team three times in the same season. It is. But when you're much better, it's definitely easier said. But, but, all right, that'll wrap up the Michigan discussion. Definitely an interesting discussion that will continue over the next couple weeks as Michigan, Gonzaga, and Baylor all keep winning. Um, But we'll move on to a little bubble talk here. The Michigan State Spartans. Like Matt said, January, February, Izzo, April. Um, I mean, this guy's just remarkable. Heating up at the right time, three wins in a row, including a win at Indiana, where it seemed like Indiana controlled the whole game a couple weekends ago, and they just stormed back and won that one. A win against top five Illinois and a win against number four Ohio State. I mean, this team is just heating up at the right time. Just some numbers here for Michigan State. Still not loved in the analytics. They're number 58 in Ken Palm. And in the, nets, in the net rankings, they're only 60, 68 overall. They did jump seven spots from 75 after last night's win. Uh, they're 5-8 and eight in quad one, 2-1 and one in quad two, and undefeated in quad three and four. So a decent resume so far. Five quad one wins is nothing to, nothing to really laugh about. One quad two loss obviously could hold, uh, hold that against them. But Michigan State right now is building a resume, surprisingly. Just when they were left out for dead, they can now sniff the bubble. Uh, with a massive showdown at Maryland this Sunday. What do you guys think of Michigan State's tournament chances here? Are, are they really going to make the tournament? I mean, they really do control their own destiny. I think I think if I had to predict right now, I would say yes, they're going to make the tournament. They, that was a huge win last night. Great game over Ohio State. Um, Aaron Henry was massive with 18 points. Um, this team is this team's like pretty good. I, it's, it's hard to fathom. I mean, they, they had some injuries early on in the year and dealt with some COVID breaks and all that as everyone did, but it's hard to fathom how some of the losses they took earlier this season, like to Northwestern, who we thought was legit in the beginning of this season, and, we have, and they have proved to be anything but legit. Purdue, they lost to earlier this year. Rutgers, when they scored 37 points against Rutgers. I mean, this is just a completely different team. I think committees reward that when they look at a team late in February, early March, playing much better basketball and see that improvement from early January. But they really do control their own destiny. They play Maryland. On Sunday, I, if I had to predict that game, I'm, um, I would predict that Michigan State would beat Maryland. They have Indiana, which is definitely a winnable game. And then they, have, they close out with two against Michigan. They, they can't lose both of those games to Michigan. I think if they beat one of those games against Michigan, at least beat Maryland or Indiana, and maybe they have to win a game in the Big Ten tournament, they're going to be in the, they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. I think also the committee wants to put Michigan State in. And we'll talk about Duke later. I think we're going to get to Duke. It's the same thing. Like, the committee wants these teams to be in. Yeah, this is kind of similar with Maryland, but Maryland is more recent to – I mean, Maryland didn't struggle the way Michigan State did in the middle of the year. So Maryland's gotten off the bubble and comfortably in the tournament right now. You look at the bubble right now, I think this is as of today, from Joe Lenardi of ESPN. Michigan State is one of the first four teams out. Um so they're right there. It's the first time they've been on that line all season. Yeah, they're they're coming back up, and Minnesota's also on that line now. Which do they even? They don't have a road win yet, still, right? Minnesota. I don't know. I don't think they do. Um, they didn't last week since. Yeah, yeah. Said it, uh, they, do not, they do not. Have yeah, a road so win. I don't know how a team can make the tournament without a road win. But that's another story. 
Anyway, Michigan State. I think they're going to make it just because, as Ostry, as Sam said, they, 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 everybody wants them in. It's it's just college basketball. They make money when Michigan State's in. It's it's, it's going to happen. And Izzo, it seems to get these teams shifted in the right direction every year. I mean, they, they've never had to change their trajectory until, as far as I know, this is like the first time in so long that they haven't been good uh, or they haven't been the best. straight NCAA tournament appearances. Yeah. And this is like literally I can't remember another time where they were like trying to get in. They've always been Actually, comfortably a top five. Always. And to see them on the first four out and then the next four out, Duke on that line, and then on the last four buys you have Louisville and Seton Hall. Like this is just the crazy. I'm telling you, this is the craziest season I've I've Maryland seen in so long. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think they're gonna make it. I don't know who they're going to beat. Um, can they beat Michigan? I think anybody could. It's it's going to be hard. They got to win one of those games. If they win one, they're definitely in. I think if they they have Indiana as well, we were mentioning and Maryland. If they win both of those. And then lose to Michigan twice. I think they're still in. If they yeah. win, a, if they win a Big Ten tournament game after that, they'd be in. I mean, let's let's take a look at the path here. You got at Maryland this Sunday against Indiana at home March second, at Michigan March fourth, and home against Michigan March seventh. You got to go at least two and two in that stretch. You got to think, and you got to probably win a game in the Big Ten tournament as well. That gets you to what 15, 16, 16 and twelve at the end of the day. That would make the tournament. If they get one of those over Michigan, though, I don't even know if they need a Big Ten tournament. I mean, that's another top five win. Which right. would be huge. And right. as of today, Michigan State is one of 15 teams to have five or more quad one wins in the country. Who's the others? Maryland? Maryland's Maryland. one of them. Gonzaga? Maryland's definitely one of them. Um, Let's take a look. Ohio Gonzaga, State's one Baylor, of them. Michigan. Ohio State has to be there. Wait, wait what's the stat? Five what? One of 15 teams have five or more quad one wins. Ah. We got Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, Alabama, West Virginia, Tennessee, Kansas, let's see, Maryland, Oklahoma State, Missouri, uh, and then I think Michigan State's the last team here. A lot of Big Ten on there. Yeah, Michigan State. It is a lot of Big Ten. All of those teams you mentioned are tournament teams so i don't see how i mean right now they have to be in yeah they're trending in the right direction it's it's always recency bias to me too i know that they like try to look at the big picture but it's if the team is hot they're gonna get back in there look i mean they they have the game they they lost by 14 to northwestern that's a bad loss terrible they got killed by minnesota they lost by 30 to Rutgers. the game they only scored 37 points that was probably the worst basketball game I've ever seen. And 30 to Iowa at home. They have a bunch of blowout losses, which are understandable, and that's probably why the analytics don't love them. But, but, but at the they're, same, they're heating up at the right time. At the, yeah, at the same time, I was yeah. saying earlier, like those losses are early in the season, and they've showed significant improvement in 100%. getting big-time wins. So the committee likes that. They like to see teams improving throughout the season and playing their best basketball late in February into March. Right. If, I mean, if those were close losses, and say they didn't lose that game to Northwestern, I think I think they'd be a lot higher up in these rankings Absolutely. just because they take into account margin of victory. But will be interesting to see Michigan State. Obviously, a huge game this Sunday against Maryland. Uh, the potential bubble game for maybe both teams. You don't want to lose that game for Maryland, but obviously Maryland off the bubble for now. But definitely something to keep in mind. 
Um, we'll move on from Michigan State. We'll talk about NCAA tournament big picture. Who will be the fourth one seed? Obviously, the NCAA tournament committee came out with that preview a couple weeks ago with the four one seeds, Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, and Ohio State. As of now, Ohio State's got to be off the one line uh, with a couple of straight losses to Michigan and then Michigan State. Who do we think is going to be the one seed at the end of the day when it's all said and done? Uh, for me, I mean, Lenardi still has Ohio State as a one seed. I think I think Ohio State will not end on the one line. I think there's a couple answers for me here, but I'm interested to see what you guys have to say. I think it could be Villanova. Yeah, um, That's, that was my take there, too. I mean, they're just so solid. I don't think Alabama is – I don't think Alabama can be a one. I know there are two right now, but I just – I don't know. I just don't see them – as a tier above that, um, West Virginia, same thing. There are two right now. I think I think if Illinois wins without Io, they could also be a one. So I'm, I'll take Villanova. Probably will be now. Um, and if Illinois is able, to, I know they just lost to Michigan State. So I don't know how far they'll move down after winning against Nebraska because that's not a, a good win. Everybody can beat Nebraska. Um, <laughs> And I think if they continue to win, um, it, without Io DeSumo, with a, he's got a broken nose. I don't know how many games he'll miss. But if they win without him, they have a good case to be a one as well. But right now, it's got to be Villanova. Yeah, I agree, man. I think this one seed is really going to come down to like that the, that last Saturday, Sunday, those conference championship games. And it's going to be one of those conference champions. Um, I, Ohio State, they lost it with their... Um, last couple losses, I don't think they should be on the one line anymore. If, if Ohio State somehow wins the Big Ten tournament, I think they'll be right back there and we'll have a shot at the one seed. Illinois even, I think, we don't know Iowa's status exactly, but assuming he's back for the Big Ten tournament, if Illinois creeps in there, which is, we talked about Illinois last week being that second best team in the Big Ten, if they win that Big Ten tournament, I think they'll be right there with the one seed. Um, and then Nova, if Nova wins the Big East, they'll be there... So it's really going to come down to these conference championship tournaments, and that last one seed is going to be um, a conference champion. Right, I totally agree. I think at the end of the day, it'll be Villanova or Illinois. An interesting point about Villanova's resume is that they do have two quad two losses and only two quad one wins, obviously, the rest of the season, a bunch of opportunities entering the Big East tournament. Illinois also has a quad two loss, and I think a dark horse for a one seed that maybe we're not talking about is Florida State, if they win out. That's a great team. They're 14-3 and three right now. Uh, they do have one quad three loss, but they're 8-2 and two combined against quads one and two. It's a, I mean, it's an interesting point there. I don't really see them excelling to the one line, maybe as a, uh, a number one or two, two seed, but they close out with North Carolina, Boston College, and Notre Dame. I mean, they're going to finish the regular season 17-3, and three, and then they'll have the three games in the AC tournament. If they finish 20-3 and three as AC tournament champions, that's definitely a team that'll be in that discussion as well. A dark horse, but... Yeah, I, th- I think they would have to win the ACC um, tournament. I think that's more than possible. I mean, definitely they're, they're the possible. favorite right now. We I mean, saw they're them. the best team in a weak ACC. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a weak ACC, but we saw them dismantle Virginia, which is another ACC team that's right up there. Maybe Duke makes a late run, but Florida State's definitely the favorite in the ACC right now. And you talk about Illinois, going back to that, their slate of the last three regular season games, I don't know who gave them this schedule, but at Wisconsin, who's 23rd right now, which will be on Saturday, then you have at number three Michigan and at number four Ohio State. (laughs) How how did the conference allow them to... Are any of those rescheduled? 
the Michigan ha- the Michigan one has yeah, to be rescheduled. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That was definitely from the the three week pause that they had. But even then, like that's just brutal. I mean, the big the Big Ten just didn't do a good job with scheduling this year. Looking, Maryland played the, the entire gauntlet. It seemed like in the first like twelve games of the conference schedule, and they just ended yeah. with like Nebraska twice. It's a smart play again, they like Penn State, Northwestern, like the Big Ten wants Maryland in the tournament. Yeah, they need to <laughs> have their losses come early. Um, but <laughs> if, if 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 Illinois, even if they have an early exit in the Big Ten tournament, which I don't think they will, because I was supposed to be back by then. Uh, so I, I I see them going as far as any team. I can see them winning the Big Ten tournament if they get hot and beat Michigan, Ohio State, whoever they have to face. But if they are able to win two of these next three against Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio State without Io, they have a really solid case to be a one. Um, but I don't know. They could easily go 0-3. They could easily go 1-2. and I, I just don't know what's going to happen. I think this is the most interesting thing because if they start sliding here, they could be like a 3 or 4 where we were talking about them being the fifth best team or the whatever t- today or two, two days ago before the Michigan State and everything. Um, so... We'll see. That was a t- that was a very dirty hit from Sissoko on Michigan State. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he literally just took the elbow and yeah. the ball. Like I, I went up without the ball. He got it stripped away. Went up without the ball. Elbow came down. Just broke his nose. It looked terrible. And and Sissoko also hit Kofi Coburn on the head. They said it was unintentional and they called it a common foul, but that was in the same game. I don't know. A little dirty there. Bad bad blood. Yeah, big tennis shit. Yeah. Especially late in the season now with Michigan State, they want to win. So they, I don't know. These teams, uh, teams are desperate. Yeah, that the Maryland game a couple a couple weeks ago. I don't remember if it was, might have been the Ohio State one. That was chippy, uh, with Liddell and Dante Scott going at each other. It was yeah. definitely that. Yeah, they were they were in each other's face. <laughs> and then earlier in the season, we saw Daryl Morcel and Marcus Carr literally face to face. Um, I don't know what was said, but there was no physical anything going Marcel's on. Marcel's gone on. I mean, that's kind of his defensive yeah. shtick, but like he's gotten on a lot of people's heads and faces yeah. this season. It's he's, been fun to watch. That's big he's time a basketball. Dog. He's so. got, these guys want to win. It's all about that but, uh, competitive energy. Yeah, that, that foul on Ayazumu got Sissoko thrown out of the game. So, yeah. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. But you hate to see some. I think he's going to be an All American still. I thought Absolutely. He, yeah. thought he could be a Big Ten player of the year. It's going to be Garza, but. Maybe Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, despite missing, I don't know, maybe four games here at the end. Over more so. I think, I think <laughs> it has to be right now. That was my prediction. I predicted Io, so I kind of want it to come true. But uh, Speak it into existence. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll move on from the one discussion. Definitely one that we'll revisit week to week here. Uh, let's turn to the games this weekend. Uh, Saturday, a big one at noon for Indiana, who's all of a sudden kind of trending in the wrong direction. They play host to number three Michigan, the team we talked about a lot earlier. Um, that game's on noon at, uh, excuse me, that game's at noon on ESPN on Saturday. Uh, Michigan, Indiana, obviously a rivalry anytime these two teams play at Assembly Hall. Would have been crazy with fans there. Indiana only sits at 12 and 11, 7 and 9 in conference. So this is a game they probably feel like they need to win heading into Saturday. Yeah. I, um, Michigan. I mean, I think they're definitely going to take care of business. Indiana's kind of fallen out of the tournament. And when they, they beat Maryland earlier this year, and when they were kind of cruising in the beginning of the season in the Big Ten, looking like I thought they were definitely going to be a tournament team with um, Trace Jackson. I mean, they were solid, but they kind of fell off. 
Michigan's going to take care of business here. We talked about them um, with Mike Smith controlling it. We know Dickinson, Wagner, everything. Um, Michigan's going to take care of business here. Yeah, I think the quick turnaround, Michigan's coming off this three-week layoff trying to get all these games in. Um, and two days later, after dismantling Iowa, they have to go to Indiana. And I think the quick turnaround helps, in a way, um, to win. Just kind of clear your mind from the game before, and you're back in game action, and it's like you never left. Whereas, you look at Maryland right now, when they face Michigan State on Sunday, it's going to be a full seven days since their last game uh, against Rutgers, which was last Sunday. So, the scheduling is... is Pretty much a game every two or three days now for Michigan and Nebraska, who both had long shutdowns. But I think Michigan gets it done. They're they're much better. But if Indiana wins, I think they're back in the tournament. Um, and think? I, I think I mean, so. Yeah, that would be a big one. They have uh, they have Chase, Trace Jackson Davis, one of the best players in the country, averaging twenty point three per points per game right now on fifty three percent shooting. I think I. I just don't see – if they're able to upset Michigan, they have to be on the right side of the bubble at least. That would be 11, big, that'd be 11 yeah. big 10 teams in there. I mean, right I predicted yeah. that. I did. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, right right now, Joe Lenardi's Indiana is one of the last four in. The win would obviously go last a long way. Last four in. The win for the Hoosiers would obviously go a long way. But a loss, I mean, you got to assume would probably knock them out for the time being at 12-12. and 12. But uh, definitely a great big man matchup here between Hunter Dickinson and Trace Jackson Davis. Um, Jackson Davis is so athletic. So athletic. I mean, and also he's not a true center, obviously more of a power forward, but he's, he's the biggest guy they have. So it will be an interesting matchup to watch there. We'll move on from that game to another game at the same time on Saturday, this one on CBS. A massive Big 12 showdown. You got number 14 Texas sitting at 14-6, and 8-5 and five in the Big 12. Going to Lubbock to take on Chris Beard's Texas Tech team, ranked 18th in the country at 14 and 8. They're actually below 500 in the Big 12 at 6 and 7, which is crazy to say. But definitely a massive game here. Texas and Texas Tech, always a huge rivalry, always a great, huge game when these two teams take the floor. And it's going to have some massive implications. Texas Tech is pretty overrated. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know the ranked at this point still. I mean, they have three straight losses now. Um, two are against unranked teams. I mean, the Big 12 is obviously a battle, just like the Big 10. There's no guaranteed victories in there. But this team is not the 18th best team in the country. They shouldn't be ranked. And if I had to predict right now, I think they'd be an, uh, an upset alert and early out in the tournament. This team, when you have a player that go like, you, you really go as far as your best player goes, and they do with Mac McClung. And we saw their Oklahoma State loss. That was a great game. It was, it was this week, but the other night, that overtime loss, that was a great game. But this team really goes as far as um, Mac McClung goes. And if he's not shooting your team, he can shoot your team in it, and you can shoot your team out of it. But if he's not playing well, you don't really have a shot um, for Texas Tech. So I think they're overrated. don't think they should be ranked. Texas impressed me um, greatly with their win over West Virginia last week. I thought West Virginia was going to win. This Texas team is legit. On the opposite side of I said Texas Tech could be an early out. Texas, as we've talked about all year, have a real shot of going deep in that state tournament. I think Texas Tech wins handily here. I think... Yeah, what you say about Mac McClung being pretty much the guy that either wins the game or, or loses it, depending on how he plays. Um, I think Texas wins here just because you mentioned just mentioning that. I mean, if they're able to shut him down or at least contain him, I think they're a much better team. Texas was ranked sixth a couple weeks ago. They're a much better team. So, uh, like, th there's so many other teams in the country where you look at 
guys that are like bailout guys, almost like Cowan was last year for Maryland, late in the game, late in the shot clock, just give him the ball, he shoot, and he'll make it. But that's different than what Mac McClung is. Like the whole game, he needs to be on, and he needs to be scoring, and he needs to be controlling the game. And I really am not impressed. I have never been impressed by him or Texas Tech right now. Um, and I don't. I, I agree. I don't know why they're still this high in the ranking, but I think t- if Texas wins here, they should. Um, I, I think they'll move up, even though it's at Texas Tech and everything. ESPN actually is predicting a 66% chance for Texas Tech to win the game. Wow. Which I'm shocked by. I wonder what that line would be. I think they think they're due. There'll be some fans there, too. I don't know. I I think maybe ESPN thinks Texas Tech is due. I mean, three straight losses, they they need this way. This, this, I don't know. This is, I think this game is like a lot more implications than people think. 100%. Wait, wait, real real quick, I said Texas beat West Virginia, but that was wrong. I was thinking Texas was up so big last week on Saturday. They they blew a 19 point lead to West Virginia and they ended up losing by two. Yeah. I don't know about this game. I mean, I'm I'm leaning Texas Tech just because the the desperation aspect of it. Three straight losses below 500 in the Big 12. Not what we're used to seeing from Chris Beard's team, but Texas has obviously been great. Um, it's going to be a great game. I like Texas Tech by possession, but um, we'll see. That'll be another great game to watch at the same time as Michigan Indiana. I can already see this game coming down to a Mac McClung buzzer beater. Yeah, or Miss buzzer beater. Or that, yeah. yes. Yeah, he'll have the ball in his hands late. Last shot, Texas Tech, two seconds, something's going to happen. Definitely. But we'll move on uh, to another huge Big Ten showdown, 2 o'clock on ESPN this Saturday. Number five, Illinois, without Io, it'll, it seems, uh, taking on the number 23, Wisconsin Badgers. At the Kohl Center, I mean, Wisconsin has really faded as of late. Uh, definitely peaked early in the season. But they are coming off a 17-point win at Northwestern. Maybe that'll get them going again. They have lost three of their last five. Will be interesting. While Illinois has won four of their last five, uh, coming off the win against Nebraska without Iowa Sumo. Should be a great game. I mean, if Iowa's playing, I'd like Illinois big. But without him, I think Wisconsin may have what it takes. They need a big win. They haven't had one in a little bit. But definitely an interesting game here. What do you guys think about this one? I think... They're, it seems like Illinois is not going to rush Io back, but I think he's one of the toughest players in the country. And I know he's getting fitted for one of those face masks uh, that for the one, broken one, nose. One of the Darryl Morsell face masks. Yeah. I think like, the, the, both of those guys are just so tough that like, I know he wants to play right now. I know he does. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does play. Uh, again, I've, I don't know the severity of the broken nose. I don't know if he needs any operation to fix that or anything. And I don't know. He's if he's wearing a face mask, like that's going to be dangerous because every player that <laughs> face uh, everywhere a whole new player. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think Illinois is a much better team even without him than Wisconsin is. I think Wisconsin's very mid tier right now, and I think you said it best, Ben. They peaked too early, but again, they have five players that are just like 27 years old yeah, this point, but, but, but Matt they're older than the New Orleans Pelicans they're older than the <laughs> Chicago Bulls like okay, every yeah. game we hear that but yeah. I, I think it, it really depends if Ios comes back and plays Illinois is going to just destroy them and I'm not even worried about that but it, this is going to be a tough game if Io does not play it Illinois is still better I think even without him but Wait, is Io still questionable for this one I, I think he's out, he's out, he's out, out, out they said yeah. they said it out a couple games 
Um, but again, like I, I don't know. I think he's just he's, yeah. like he's as tough as anybody. Like De- they, Maryland was saying they don't know when Daryl Morcel was going to come back, and then he. Well, we were. You wanted to play that well, game with yeah, the broken we, face. Yeah, we were going to broadcast the the Maryland Iowa game. What didn't he come back and play that game? Or, yeah, yeah, that was he, he back, didn't he, start, but he back, played in he that came game. Back and played. Crazy. And that was with a broken face somewhere. Same, same type, somewhere of, same type of mentality. Yeah. I, I don't know. The, like, I don't think he's going to play, and nothing is leading to that right now. Everything kind of seems like they're going to take it slow, and he's going to miss a couple games. Um, he's only missed one so far, but this is a huge game, for I think, for both sides, honestly. If Wisconsin gets the win, they're right back in the thick of things. And if they don't, it seems like Illinois – I don't know. If, if they're able to win without Io, that looks so much better, as I was saying earlier. And if they lose, they're going to slide down a little bit, and they're not going to be a two-seed. So this really has a ton of implications in another top Big Ten matchup, which seems like it's every day, but another great one here. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to pick Illinois, though. I agree. I mean, you're 100% right about Io's toughness. I'm sure he's been begging Illinois' coaching staff to play. I don't. He's probably not going to end up playing in this one. I'm excited to see how the rest of the Illinois team steps up, like Adam Miller, what they do in his absence. Um, I don't know how much the committee will factor in, assuming he's back for the Big Ten tournament and they can see him, see how Illinois does in the Big Ten tournament at full strength. I don't know how much they're going to factor these last three or four games in the year with their best player, maybe, maybe the second best player injured. Um, but as for this game, I, I think it's actually going to be a good game without Io. I think Illinois is still going to win. I'm interested to see what the line when it comes out tomorrow or tonight, what it will be. Wisconsin's very, like, they're just average. I mean, they're, I they're not. I don't think they could make any noise in a Big Ten tournament or in an NCAA tournament. They kind of beat down the teams that are better than them in North, better than in North, Northwestern and Nebraska, and they lose to the teams that are worse than. They're a middle-of-the-pack team in the Big Ten, and they, they don't impress me in the slightest. Uh, I'm going to go with... Assuming Iowa doesn't play, I'm going to go with Wisconsin in an upset. Oh, wow. It's it's their last home game of the season, senior day for the whole entire team. Um, <laughs> the I, entire I mean, state. I, just, I, I, think, I think as much as I, he's become a, a disliked seven. figure among other Big Ten uh, teams, I think Brad Davison's going to have a big game for Wisconsin on his senior day, and uh, they'll knock off Illinois. But if Iowa plays, I like Illinois by at least 10 points. He's the difference maker there. But uh, we'll move on from that game. We'll go to a pretty big SEC showdown, uh, same time on ESPN2, Saturday at 2 o'clock. Uh, I mean, these are two teams battling for second place in the SEC behind uh, Alabama. You got LSU coming in at 14-7, 9-5 in conference, led by Cam Thomas, who's really one of the most remarkable scorers in the country, one of the most remarkable freshman scorers I've ever seen, uh, playing number 20, Arkansas. Uh, this game's in Arkansas. The first time these two met, I mean, it was just an absolute dismantling LSU beat Arkansas let me let me find the score 92 to 76 but it, it just wasn't that close they were 51 31 and a half it, the, the game was out of reach the whole entire time LSU's got a lot of talent they're a confusing team to figure out with Cam Thomas Trendon Watford Darius Diz Javante Smart um, they should be better than they are obviously Will Wade heavily scrutinized figure in the coaching industry but uh, I, I think we'll see I think we'll see a good game here I mean you said it you brought it up, so it's like I don't know how in the world Will Wade still has a job. Doesn't make sense. At all. Christian Dawkins documentary, if you um, over the summer, I mean, we could talk about that another time. But I don't know how he has a job. Um, he's, he's literally on tape saying he's paying players. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, 
LSU, Arkansas. LSU is LSU is good. I mean, this SEC, this aren't these aren't two teams you would be you would expect to be competing for two um, for second place in the SEC, and you maybe wouldn't expect Alabama. But the SEC has been weird this year, and they're still a pretty good conference. Alabama's head and shoulders above the rest, I think. But LSU is good. I like Arkansas. I like LSU in an upset. I mean, they beat a, a good Tennessee team earlier this year, who may be a little fraudulent, but Tennessee's still a good team. I think LSU, I assume, I mean, it's in Arkansas. I think LSU upsets them. Wow. Yeah. I think, I mean, Arkansas is clearly a better team right now. They're hot. How many they won in a row? At least six. I think that's, yeah. Five, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they've won five straight. They, I feel like these teams are like very evenly matched in terms of statistics-wise. They're averaging both averaging 82 points per game. They're both allowing between 70 and 75. They shoot 2% difference from the field. They're just very similar. I, I, this is another game I can see coming down to the wire. Um, I don't know who to pick, honestly. It could be that LSU needs to win in desperation, or it could be Arkansas continues their streak. Uh, I'll pick Arkansas just because I hate LSU. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate the reasoning there, but I'm going to go with uh, Arkansas at home. Big bounce back win from the first time these two met. Um, I mean, LSU statistically has got the best offense in the conference. Arkansas has got the fifth best offense in the conference. Should be a shootout. Definitely a game to watch there. But we'll move on from that SEC matchup. We'll transition to the Big 12. Obviously, a huge game whenever these two teams meet. Oklahoma State, Cade Cunningham, 15-6. and six. They're traveling to Norman to take on the seventh-ranked Oklahoma Sooners, standing at 14-6, and six. coming off a loss to Kansas State, an absolutely abysmal, abysmal loss. Kansas State is one of the worst teams in the Power Five, but should be a great game here. Oklahoma's angry. Oklahoma State is hot. Four out of their last five, three straight. A big win in OT over Texas Tech in their last time out. Should be a great game. Um, excited. Anytime Kate Cunningham's on national TV, it's which is every game. It's must see. <laughs> yeah, I've picked. I feel like I've picked so many Oklahoma State upsets this year, including I picked them to beat Baylor, which obviously didn't pan out earlier this year, just because I think Kate Cunningham is so spectacular and he's capable of pulling out, pulling off miraculous feats. I mean, I don't know if they're going to get this one. You said it. Oklahoma is angry. I mean, that's an unacceptable loss to Kansas State earlier this year, and they're way better. And I think Oklahoma is the deeper better team overall, but I feel like I want to pick Oklahoma State's also coming off a, tech, a huge win over Texas Tech, so it's a letdown opportunity. I, uh, Oklahoma State. <laughs> yeah, this is another one, like coin flip. I know Oklahoma's seventh. That's very deceiving to pick them right now, yeah. but I don't know. I think I think the problem right now is that Oklahoma State won't be in the postseason, so we won't get I think, CK. I think, I think uh, they will yeah. be, because uh, they change the appeal... That? The appeal is not going to be heard. I thought it was self-imposed there. No, nah, NCAA. The appeal, uh, the appeal is not going to be heard. I think until March Madness. As of now, they're in. Until until the appeal is fully heard and they're ruled out, there they they can be in the tournament right now. So. And they've had some signature wins. They had a double OT win over Texas a couple weeks ago. OT win over Texas Tech. I don't know. I, I feel like they can get another upset. I mean, something something to know here before you do pick this game. They do play. Obviously, this Saturday at Oklahoma, they play again back-to-back March 1st, so two days after that, in Oklahoma State. Okay, so I'll take the home team in both. I'll take Oklahoma yeah. in this I'm, one. I made that too. I'm assuming there's fans at both. Yeah, it's, it's Oklahoma. Just got to be yeah. a ton of fans. Maybe a packed house. 
I'm I'm gonna agree with you guys there, taking taking the home team in both. But definitely a great Big Twelve matchup, obviously, an epic conference in the Big Twelve. We had that whole debate last week. If you wanna go go to last week's episode and see the debate there, definitely worth your time. But we'll go to an ACC matchup here. Number eleven Florida State sitting at fourteen and three. Uh, we talked about them a little before as maybe a dark horse one seed, the best team in the ACC. Traveling to North Carolina, who all of a sudden is is back on the bubble after just a terrible, really just a scheduled loss to Marquette at home uh, February 24th, so two days ago. They were looking for games on Twitter. Marquette stepped up. Marquette <laughs> blew him out on their home floor. It's just a game that they didn't have to play because Mark. That, I mean, that's a quad three loss at home to Marquette. I mean, Marquette sits right now at 85 in the net. That's it's not a good loss at home, but. I mean, it is what it is. North Carolina, maybe a little desperation now. A huge game, nonetheless, hosting the best team in the ACC in Florida State this Saturday. Yeah, I think Florida State is just light years better than anybody right now. It seems like at least Virginia skidding a little bit, and they beat Virginia by 21 just like a week ago, 10, 11 days ago now. So I'm picking Florida State. I think the North Carolina makes it close just because they're desperate, but Florida State is just so much better. Yeah, Florida State is, they're the best, they're head and shoulders, the best team in the ECC, um, and the second best team is Virginia, and we saw what happened when Florida State played Virginia. I think, like, that UNC game, and we, we, Ben, we were talking about this earlier, that if Roy Williams thought he was going to lose, he wouldn't have scheduled the game, yeah. that great press conference he gave. Um, UNC, I mean, they're really right on the bubble, this would be a huge win, It's it's funny that it really might be. I don't. Maybe I, neither of the teams will end up getting in, but UNC and Duke are going to be competing for a bubble spot late in the season and into the ACC tournament. I think this is an upset. Like UNC has to be bad after that Marquette loss. I mean, just like you said, not smart to schedule it. Didn't come out play with fire. No effort. I think UNC. I, I'm going to take UNC the upset of Florida State. I think we're going to see a huge upset day on this Saturday in Florida State's the best team in the conference. I think they're going to win the ACC tournament, but I, I like UNC here. I mean, to me, this game does have upset written all over it, which is why I'll be taking Florida State in this one. Um, this year doesn't make any sense. Uh, Florida State's the much better team. I, I just I, I think they're going to pull this one out. But definitely a game to keep an eye on there. Major bubble implications, especially as a Terps fan. You never know what could happen down the stretch. you got to keep an eye on all these bubble teams. But we'll move on from that one. We'll, uh, we'll go to the primetime game Saturday night. Could it be, could it be Baylor's first loss? They're going on the road to take on number 17, Kansas, 8 o'clock on ESPN. I mean, just an absolute massive showdown. Kansas coming off a loss. They were hot before, a tough loss at Texas in OT, but a good showing nonetheless. It seems like Kansas is playing their best ball of the season. Baylor, obviously, 18-0 this season. We know the deal with them, how deep they are, how talented they are. Should be a great game. ESPN BPI giving Baylor 75.4% chance to win on the road. Uh, what do you guys think about this one? I'm really excited for this game. <laughs> Should be great. I mean, <laughs> I think this is this has potential to be the game of the year. I mean, Baylor is way better than Kansas, but this is like you couldn't ask for a better upset situation than right here. And people have been talking about all year. Does Baylor need a loss? I mean, like, would a loss actually be good for them? I, I think it might be, and I think I think it's going to come this Saturday. Um, yeah, this this Saturday. Kansas isn't very good. I don't really know how they're ranked either. I mean, as good as they usually are, but they they really are like 
where where are they in bracketology rankings? I like four or five line probably. It's, it's, four, it's, yeah, it's a confusing four. team. They were cold for a while. Yeah, they were very cold, and they they have like spurts where they play well. I feel there's so much. Their defense is so suffocating, and I don't love Kansas' offense. But I just this has upset in Kansas. In the field house is going to be so. It's going to be even with limited fans. I'm sure they probably have like 50% capacity. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. I think Kansas is going to win. Kansas, give me Kansas. <laughs> I think Kansas are hard to pick. Is, yeah, I think this might be the hardest week we've had. Um, just the best matchups, and they're saving them late late in the season, which is good. But this, this is March. Yeah, not is. yet, but you can. It basically is. Um, okay. I'm picking Baylor. I don't think they lose yet. I don't know if they will until the finals. Who knows? But I don't think. I mean, Kansas is an eight-loss team, and they're ranked 17th. Like they're just so overrated. I don't know what people see in them. They're like they're they're still Kansas. They're always they're phenomenal coach, whatever, and they're comfortably in the tournament, I think. But Baylor just so much better. I think their defense is tremendous, and I just don't think Kansas has it in them to win this game. I don't really have a reason. Yeah, I just think Baylor's I, I much agree. better. I agree. Baylor's scheduled down the stretch. It's Kansas, Kansas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech. If they go four and zero, there that is. Rem- Remarkable. I mean, I just think they're not winning those four games. And I think that's good for them. I think a loss is good going into the Big 12 tournament. But I, I, if any of those losses are going to come, I think it's going to be Kansas. I just think Kansas has, like, Bill Self knows what it takes to beat the, this Baylor team. If any if any of those coaches do, even more than Bob Huggins, I think it's going to come this Saturday. I think Baylor's going to win this game. I'm going to pick them to lose eventually before the tournament. I like Baylor, though. I just think they're they're a lot better than Kansas. I think they'll be able to win this game down the stretch. Uh, I'll, I'll either be picking them to lose to West Virginia or not win the Big 12 tournament. We'll see. I mean, whichever. whichever. If Baylor lose, beats West Virginia, I'll be picking their first loss to come to the Big 12 tournament. But just an outstanding team in Baylor. Uh, really, just what they've done this year is absolutely incredible, especially in the Big 12, a conference like that, staying undefeated. is crazy. But we'll move on from that massive showdown. To another massive showdown on Sunday, a top 10 matchup. You got two teams who recently lost to Michigan. You got number nine, Iowa, standing at 17 and 7, traveling to Columbus to take on the number four, 18 and 6 Buckeyes on CBS at 4 o'clock this Sunday. Uh, I mean, Ohio State's coming off two losses. Iowa's coming off that blowout loss to Michigan. Should be a great game. I honestly, honestly think these two teams uh, match up where. It'll produce a great product in one of the Big Ten games of the year, to be honest with you. Iowa's been pretty disappointing, to be honest. I, mean, I agree. Yeah. They've won four last five, but those four wins are against the bottom of the Big Ten, really, except Wisconsin. They got dismantled by Michigan. Um, and I thought that was going to be a much closer game than it was. But it, the line was plus five and a half, I think. Yeah, I thought Iowa was definitely going to cover that. But Luka Garza, I mean, he's obviously super dominant. I just Their defense isn't... It's not good, and they actually looked better in the first half against Michigan, but then they just Michigan started exploding offensively. I, I don't like this Iowa team. I think they're fraudulent. I don't really think they're. I think they're the third, be- the fourth best team, excuse me, in the Big Ten. Which coming to the season, I would have thought they would be on that one or two spot. So I think Ohio State is going to win. And in, in a, what's a bounce back spot for them too? I mean, they've lost two in a row. They're still competing for that one line and a good seed going to the Big Ten tournament. I think Ohio State wins. I'm picking Iowa. 
I think Ohio State falls for the third straight time, which is crazy to think about. But this is a rematch. Ohio State won the first one, 89-85 on February 4th. Um, I don't know if Nunji will play. I don't know the injuries that McCaffrey had either. But I think that Garza really needs to be a difference maker. And he can be because I don't think Ohio State, like, who would guard him? Liddell? That's a big, that's a mismatch in terms of size. You have to double. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're definitely going to do something. And Nunji was the leading scorer the last time, not even Garza. So they did. It it seems like every, it's it's a common thing when Garza is not a real factor, Iowa doesn't win. And Iowa, what is their best win right now? Number 14, Rutgers on January 2nd? Yeah. Like, they're due. I think they're due for a crazy win. And I think I think Garza is going to drop thirty in this game. Yeah, it's, I mean it's a valid point, but uh, I'm going to have to go Ohio State. I just think the fact that they're coming off of two straight losses, it's just the I, just, I just I just don't see them losing three straight, especially at home, uh, losing two at two two games in a row at home. I just don't see. Um, I think EJ Liddell, obviously Luca Garza will be a lot to handle inside, but Iowa's perimeter defense has not been good this year. I think you're going to see a lot of driving and dishing from Dwayne Washington Jr., who's been really, really good for the Buckeyes this season. Um, I just like Ohio State at home in this matchup. Um, that'll do it for the games. We'll move into our final segment of the day. Obviously, no lines up yet, but and we're not advising you here at WMG Sports to take any of these picks. But uh, we just we, we'd like to we'd like to pick winners, and uh, we're going to be going with some locks here uh, this weekend. I'll start it off. Um, the game that caught my eyes at noon on Sunday, uh, Saturday on ACC Network. The Syracuse Orange traveled to Georgia Tech to take on the 12-8 and Yellow Jackets. Syracuse standing at 13-7. and Both teams with six losses in the conference. It's a big game, big implications. Um, I think Georgia Tech wins by at least 10 points. I, just, I love the way they've been playing lately. Three straight wins, including just an absolute blowout win at Virginia Tech the other day. Um, so, I, I mean, I like Georgia Tech here. Um, the way they've been playing, that backcourt of uh, DeVoe and Jose Alvarado, it's been awesome, one of the best backcourts in the country. Moses Wright's been a force inside. I like Georgia Tech here. Give me them by at least 10. Um, they'll cover the spread, whatever it is. I have two again, one Friday night and then one Saturday. Friday night's decent matchup tonight in the Big Ten. Purdue at Penn State. Penn State's been good at home this year. Um, Purdue's... Maybe people thought earlier in the year they had a shot to make the tournament. They really don't at this point. Um, I think it's a pick em right now. It's like my, the line switch back from Purdue favorite minus one to Penn State minus one. I'm going to take Penn State minus one. I think they get it done at home. You know, nice win late in the season for them. And then for Saturday's game, another game on the ACC Network, which I thought you were going to say. Um, what do we have here? Oh, Miami-Clemson. Clem- That's <laughs> looking like what... That was going to do too. Um, Clemson, they they're they're a pretty good team. I mean, their defense is so suffocating. We talked about Baylor's defense earlier. I mean, the Clemson's defense is one of the top ten in the country, and we saw that when they played Maryland earlier this year. They're really good. Their offense can't really produce, but Miami is a bad bad team. I think Clemson wins by at least ten, and I expect this line, which it's not out yet, but I expect it to be like around eight to nine. Yeah, I was going to actually pick Clemson as my lock, but. I'm talking about a team like Miami, who had just the highest aspirations, and they had the injury bug this year, unfortunately. Chris Likes, I think he's out for the season. It's just like such a special player to watch from this area. 
and it's 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 not good for them. The injury bug is not good for them this year. But I'll take Clemson in my lock. I think, as Sam said, their defense is just far and away going to just shut down this Miami team. I mean, they're only allowing 62 points per game. That's that's a recipe to win. Um, and only they're 14 and five right now. All five of those losses are in conference, so they're 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 set to to get into the NCAA tournament, maybe make some noise there. Who knows? Which is shocking because who ever thought Clemson would turn this thing around? Like yeah. two years ago, they were absolutely brutal. So yeah, been impressive. They do have that win over Maryland, looking looking like a good win too. Also, yeah. in, the, in a weak ACC, another dark horse team to win that. Yes, conference. very dark horse. Who would who would have thought Maryland at home would be a would be a quad one win this year? <laughs> shout out shout out to, to Coach Turgeon, really done a good job with this with this roster. But um, that'll do it for this week. Uh, great episode with the boys. Uh, we're happy to be back every Friday, giving you everything you need about college basketball. Um, we're hyped. It's almost March. Uh, this is March. I mean, this is this is the last episode we'll be doing in February. So by the time we're back, it'll be it'll be full swing conference tournament season, approaching conference tournament season. But I'm Ben Dixon, alongside Sam Ostry and Matt Levine, signing off from WMEC Sports. We'll see you next week.